I got one. Um, well, well, what's the focus of this one? Prenatal Pilates. So somehow, so part of my um, training was prenatal, postnatal Pilates. Um, but somehow I became the prenatal instructor at the studio. Um, there was five or six instructors. I was 21 at the time. I was the only one who either wasn't married or and did not have kids. Everyone else had kids, had gone through pregnancy. Somehow I was the Pilates instructor for the prenatal classes three times a week. And about every six to eight weeks, the, um, the group would kind of rotate like who was in the class because of course they're only pregnant for so long and some of them can manage to take the class the whole time some of them can't a lot of them start late like they're already six seven months pregnant when they start prenatal pilates but somehow this class honestly became my birth control the things i would learn from these women would blow my mind and she uses the term learn loosely (laughs) um but somehow the discussion of childbirth in general came up and how beautiful it was and how when I have children that when the nurses ask me if I want the mirror I need to have the mirror. And I'm literally standing there going, mirror? What mirror? Why do I want a mirror when I'm delivering a baby? Where is this mirror going? And uh, the lady who is really pushing this conversation ends up telling me that they will hold a mirror so that you can watch yourself deliver the baby um i was horrified (laughs) one i had no plan are you telling me that when you're in the bathroom going poo you don't look at the reflection in the surface of the water (laughs) okay am i the only one Uh, sometimes i just grab the hand mirror and just shove it between my legs i'm like i want to see what's going on down there you don't (laughs) The wonder of human biology. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah, it just took the words right out of my mouth. Like, I, um, one, didn't know the mirror existed. Now, I've been corrected since then and been told part of the reason the mirror is used is to help women push if they're struggling to push because they've lost sensation or whatever. It can kind of give them a visual... But that was not the context that the lady was sharing it with me. It's like when you install a mirror above your bed. No, that is not the same either. (laughs) Where are you going with this? Anyways, we should change the It enhances my concentration. (laughs) (laughs) And that flashing light on the teddy bear is nothing. You don't have to worry about that. Um, I've I've got another one. Um, So this is more of a, a personal, like, 
training. Sully, for the very first time, he decided that he wanted to do a cut. And he did this, like, bodybuilding program, and he did the diet that went with it. And he, like, he dug deep. Like, he stuck to it. It was insanely strict. At the time, um, his brother needed us to dog sit for him and we had <laughs> we had the, this is going. we had the dog with us for three months um i'm not sure if we had been at work i think it might have been one of those things where sully went home on his lunch break um put def- um fish in the sink to when you're, defrost when you're it wasn't in the sink it was on the counter because when you're me you don't want to take the time to wait for the fish to, de- to thaw out in the fridge the way it should so i just set it on the counter right so um we come home this, this nice big family pack of tilapia yeah would say prob- what you will about tilapia but it was cheap and effective it probably tastes like dirt but no, no these were good <laughs> these were good <laughs> I recently purchased some tilapia frozen, like all individually vacuum packed, so it looked like really nice and legit. That was um, the dirty fish that we just ate. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's um, oh, and that's so the bad. problem that you run into with like these uh, fish uh, produ- uh, production facilities is that uh, sometimes either the water is not very clean, or uh, well, that is really the um, the crux of it. Um, Bassa is generally known for that type of issue as well. And there's a big issue with the catfish farmers of America. They're all over that because they're, they have really strict standards, uh, for the making sure that the flavor of their catfish doesn't impart this like really dirty, uh, flavor, but, um, catfish from overseas, that's cheaper. Um, that, that starts to dilute the market is, you know, it's cheap, but it also doesn't hold uh, to those standards. And anyways, it cuts into their bottom line and stuff like that and blah, blah, blah. But anyways, back to the story. Um, so we come home and the dog, which is a boxer, managed to get up on the counter, steal the entire package of fish, take it over to the couch, rip it open and eat all the fish and on the couch on the couch on the couch so i was grossed out about the fact that the dog had like eaten one raw fish two on the couch so i had to clean the couch <laughs> sully on the other hand was so pissed about his damn fish being eaten he had no dinner that night because the dog had eaten it all <laughs> no, I made sure I had dinner. I missed meals and missed opportunities, so I was all over that shit. But it was just it wasn't according to plan because exactly were- <laughs> when you're on like when you're going straight edge and you're and you're crossing all your T's and dotting all your I's, everything's planned out to the last little bit, and then this fucking happens. You walk in and your fucking fish is gone because the fucking dog ate the fucking fish. I'm just like. <laughs> There's an R rating on this episode. <laughs> Ooh, <I'm> so mad. <laughs> yeah, I think so. They learned his lesson of where he places the food after that. No, you must not have because we still had a dog. We dog sat and we had a dog eat chocolate. And we came home. Well, I don't even know how she got that. We, we don't know how she got the chocolate. But we came home, and this dog, I was like, what's wrong with her? She looks like she's, like, 
on like, drugs, she's like, like panting, high. Like, she's like, <laughs> and her eyes are just like all over the place. And she's like, and this drooling is like everywhere. drooling everywhere. This is a old lazy dog who won't even walk to the corner of the street. Yeah, it turns out she ate like Baker's chocolate, and we had to take her to the vet and get her stomach pumped because which we didn't actually do. Oh no! No, oh, they just kept too, her overnight. Well, too much time had passed, so I oh, think they okay. gave her some uh, charcoal, and then um, and then that. And it's then okay. She had already peed in, or pooped all over the front entrance by the time we got her to the vet. <laughs> she pooped right in the foyer. <laughs> That's funny. Um. Alter, uh, verbal altercations with clients. Um, this is a client I had been training for quite some time, and, and for whatever reason, she enjoyed training with me. And um, she would actually only train with me and the uh, co-owner of the facility. And she was just kind of very particular, a little bit older, um, and very respected member of the uh, uh, of the. And we'll go ahead and say hospital or medical community. Anyway. Um, so she had asked me the one day uh, how she could... Now, th- again, her being very particular, this is one of those clients who you always hand them their weights, and then you take their weights back when they're done with them. It's, it's just some clients you kind of know that... I mean, you can do it with all your clients. I still do it with clients today who I definitely don't feel like I need to do that for them, but there are some clients who you know kind of... they. I guess maybe they expect that. Well, it's, it's also the whole personal training touch. Like, you're handing them what they're going to do because you're one-on-one versus in a group. It's very ironic, you know. Uh, you're, you're trying to show them how to, how to do work, meanwhile you're doing work for them. Um, so she had asked me, you know, how, how do I improve my grip strength? How do I get my grip strength better? <laughs> I told her, well, you can start grabbing your own weights. <laughs> And she t- and her response to that was to tell me to go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so freaking funny. Um, and you might think that that's like appalling uh, for uh, you know a, a, a you know fifty plus you know uh, old female um, respected member of the community to tell this jackass in a gym go to hell. And just think that it's like that. That's probably the end of it. Never training that person again because they're not going to want to train with me again. No, it was just you know those those. I, I I think you have to remember that even with the people who are closest to you, those are the ones who you but those are the balls that you bust the most, right? And so it was more like that. But uh, I was actually kind of shocked when she said it because she's also one of those people who. She's fairly serious most of the time, but she Very can make a joke. Proper. She yeah, but she can make a joke. And that's just kind of how I took it. It's one of those things where you can imagine her saying go to hell and just having like that little smirk in the corner of her mouth. It was a totally situation like that. But we we had very odd clients at this job. Like we I had a client who I was not allowed to make her sweat. For some reason she had a thing about sweating. So somehow I had to work her out but not work her out hard enough that she would sweat. God forbid. Including in the summer when it actually gets quite humid in London. Um, And then we had the client who we were not to discuss nutrition with. Like I did her intake and there was an order to the intake that we were given. And I get to the nutrition section and she tells me, 
It is not up for discussion. We will not be discussing nutrition. That is not why she is here. And um, we're talking about a person who's well over 300 pounds. Um, now, I, I, it's fine if someone doesn't want to uh, come to a personal training center explicitly for the purpose of losing weight. But clearly that was a factor. That was probably what initially brought them in there, but they weren't saying that was what brought them in there. But somehow one of the other trainers managed to ask her what she ate before she came in. And she um, had admitted to eating a razzle-dazzle cupcake. So those, like, gourmet cupcakes that started to become super popular. Um, so her nickname the became... like, 50% icing. Yeah, so her nickname became razzle-dazzle. And, like, as we got to know her training, it would always be, like, either a razzle-dazzle cupcake or a donut or a chocolate bar before we, she came in. So... We talk about nutrition to make sure that clients have the energy to get through the workout. Um, But in this case, it was kind of one of those, like, they did not want to discuss it. It didn't matter whether she felt horrible for what she had eaten. Like, horrible as in, like, it could upset her stomach or not give her the energy she needed to work out or whatever. Um, When when you're that um, fixated on wanting or not wanting as it was in this case to even discuss a topic just like even just you know just casually discuss it um clearly it bothers you clearly there's some sort of neurological pathology happening there um because i'll i'll uh you know just entertain some nutrition kind of talk just you know asking people what they had this morning or whatever with clients with absolutely no intention of of offering them any advice anything like that it's just you know you're trying to get to know your client better is really what it's about and in this business uh it's uh, incumbent upon us to um help our clients approach uh, finding balance in their lives by addressing all the facets that feed into singular goals. And you're not going to find um, a successful regimen that leads to an end goal of weight management or strength gain or uh, performance that doesn't include both training and nutrition. So, I mean, I may not try to uh, necessarily tell people you know maybe how they should modify things but i definitely want to know uh because if there are any uh, glaring problems then i'm going to try and help them out with that but by the when the mere suggestion of yeah what uh, what are you eating uh, you know what's your diet like when the reaction to that is so filled with animosity that um you can't even just casually kind of chat about it. There's something going on there. And maybe she should be talking about it because there is a, a heavy sense of denial that I'm getting from that. And being a kid who grew up fat and obese, um, don't act like I don't know the trials and tribulations of being, a you know, an overweight individual and having to deal with, you know, all the shit that goes along with that. I've been there. I've done that. Um, 
but I don't try to hide it away and pretend like it doesn't exist. And the fact of the matter is, um, o- o- uh, o- obesity is a um, burden on not only the healthcare system, but the reason it's a burden on the healthcare system is, is that it's a burden on your health. There are a slew of um, issues that span from down-regulated insulin responses to um, uh, blood pressure and cardiovascular disease issues. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a long list. And uh, not everyone suffers from all the same things. Uh, it can be one more than the other and things like that. But, you know, um, it's, it's, a, it's a burden on the system nonetheless. So, you know, all we want to do is make sure that, you know, people have the tools they need to, to get through their lives and live them as well as they can. But when we come up against that barrier where they're literally trying to fight against us, um, when we're not even, you know, trying to tell them even how to live their lives, you know, let's just chat about it, then, uh, you know, that's a, that's a problem. And then we get into the, the subject that I kind of feel is a bit more pertinent, more interesting, which is the psychological implications of all of this. Uh, usually when I'm working with people, whether it be training or nutrition, um, I'm really honing in on, okay, what are the, uh, um, psychological and potentially also psychosomatic factors that are feeding into why someone is having trouble um, with their, uh, you know, nutrition, training, performance, or weight management goals. Uh, I think that that more than anything else is, uh, is often what it comes down to when I'm working with people. I usually have to address those factors more than things Silly things like what the best diet is or what the best training routine is. I've had clients who who um, talk to me about this nonsense about the best diet or the best training and they can't even leave their house, right? It's the, it's the simple things that you need to address first and um, and don't even worry about uh, uh, all the all those uh, minutia and subtle nuances when you can't even get the basics right. Um, there, I remember training back in London, uh, training in the, in the, in the front section of the gym there. And this dude who, I think he was some male guy who was delivering something and he, he pops in and delivers something. And then before he goes, he asked me as I'm training this client, you know, he's like, Hey man, what's the best exercise? What's the best, if you could recommend exercise, what's the best exercise? And I hope you're rolling your eyes at this moment. Um, but you know what I said to him? And I'm not usually intelligent enough to think of something really good off the cuff, but I just kind of uh, cocked my eyebrow and it was just kind of like, um, regular exercise? <laughs> like we tell people, you need regular exercise. Consistency. Consistency, right? Um, and without even realizing it, I was like, wow, how profound is that? <laughs> And, and that, and for most people, that's really what it is. Just like have a little bit of consistency in your life. Yeah, that's um, huge. And so I don't know if he was satisfied with that answer or not, but nonetheless, that's what he got from me. He probably didn't understand it is really what it probably came <laughs> down to in all honesty. <laughs> um, anywho, so I, I hope you enjoyed uh, those stories and um, we're going to come back at you with um, some more serious stories as well as some inspirational ones um, to to uh, help cap off this little departure from our, our normal 
Um, our business focus. Our business focus. Okie dokie. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Yeah, we'll, we'll, pick, we'll pick it up with those stories uh, on the next one. See you guys. Bye.